1: Love, talk Radio.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Green Magic, Green Medicine, with your hostess, Ms. Susan Weed. I'm Daniel Michael, the founder, co-creator of the Main Street Universe Radio Network, and we will be back in just a moment after this song, which, by the way, all the songs we do use here are ones that we have permission to use. This is after the plug, you'll hear the Main Street universe plug it is Kellyana, and it's blessed are we? Thank you and join us in our circle
0: as the wheel keeps spinning as it... forbidden archaeology, forgotten history divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
1: Blessed are we in the morning. Blessed are we in the light of the day as we enjoy.
0: Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more, right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to Green Magic, Green Medicine with Susan Weed. Susan is away right now. Right now as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you live and in real time. What I'm going to do is set up a rerun for a show where we discussed butter. And that is what we will do. Um, Susan is away in Costa Rica for a little while doing some things. And so what we've decided to do is stay on the air, and she will be back. She does this once a year. She's been with us for five years. And this is one about butter.
1: Blood Talk Radio.
0: Forbidden Archaeology. Forgotten History. Divination.
1: The dusk is upon us And blessed are we in the dark of the night As we slip into dreams that are
2: calling Around 1500 to 2000 uh, before Common Era from a sacred song of the dwellers of Asiatic India we have what is considered to be the first documented account of the making of butter. One of the uses for this horizontally churned butter was as an illumination oil. So, let butter light the way. Tonight, on Green Magic, Green Medicine, with your hostess, the amazing... Susan Weed. Join us. We will be right back. welcome to another edition of Green Magic, Green Medicine, with your hostess Susan Weed. And I'll bring her on in just a second. I'm Daniel Michael, the founder and co-creator of the Main Street Universe Radio Network. And our topic this evening, continuing our power plant and power food discussion, is butter and what are the magical and or just healing properties of butter, good and bad. Let's write in sideways as we believe in balance and synergy here So I'm going to go ahead and bring Susan Weedord right now Welcome Susan
3: Green blessings, I'm so glad to be back here with you I always find my heart smiling as I'm calling your number
2: Oh, well thank you very much
3: (laughs) (laughs) You always find such interesting and fascinating things About the topics that we're looking into And um, uh, that little chant that we started off with, who was that? That was amazing.
2: Oh, that was uh, Kelliana, who has been on our show before. And I met her in person when she came here live uh, to Sticks and Stones, which is sort of the local uh, New Age shop, if you know what I mean. And, of course, uh, I have a chat room person making fun of me there, but that's okay. (laughs) She's a friend. But... um, (laughs) Um, Kelliana, uh is a great sort of pagan goddess musician who when she was in you know Avalon basically or in Stonehenge to make a long story short that's when she discovered she was going to quit everything else and become a musician she felt like she had to work for the goddess and that was felt like her calling and so that's who it is it was Kellyanna.
3: <clears throat> alright well I'm so glad I asked Mm-hmm. Because the butter certainly has a lot to do with the goddess, and with the goddesses, and with cows, and our most one of our most ancient images of the goddess is the cow, who gives us milk, which contains a fat that we call butter fat, and that we turn into a substance that we can use for fuel for our bodies, for light, for a fuel to make light at night, butter lamps, um, as something that we use as an offering, an offering of butter or a butter light. Um, is So it's like this all-encompassing, really holistic thing, and yet our culture, like the other three power plants that we've looked at, has this sense of, don't do this, this is bad. This k- kind of um thing, you know, <clears throat> just before our show together, I have a two-hour blog talk show of my own. And someone called in Hi. this evening and was, you know, really castigating herself because she drinks coffee. Mm. She actually said, I drink that addictive poison coffee. And I felt very outraged, you know, that she should be so mean to herself about something that if used wisely and used not as a way to beat ourselves up, is something that, can really help, and she was using it very wisely. She said, well, I just don't feel like I can concentrate, and I have, you know, some chronic pain problems, and it really seems to relieve them. And I said, well, the, those are the properties of coffee, right, as you and I have talked about. Yeah. And she, now she's drinking like a quarter cup at a time or half a cup at a time. She's not overdoing it so that she can continue to get the benefit, which is also something that we've been talking about as we've been talking about power plants is that we have people who set them up as bad because of the possibility of overdoing it. And yet, of course, we could pick anything and overdo it and turn it into something that isn't good for us. Mm -hmm. So what's the deal about butter? Well, in general, the deal about butter is that it's a very good source of fat-soluble things Mm -hmm. right now minerals are not especially fat soluble so while we think of milk and yogurt as a good source of minerals and they are butter isn't right because butter is the fat but things that are soluble in fat are going to be more concentrated in the butter the butter is the fat, and so that's where those fat-soluble things are going to be. And as you said, both the hooray and the oh-no part of it, the hooray part being that butter is a really excellent source of vitamin A, and especially excellent source of vitamin A in cultures where the leading cause of blindness is lack of vitamin A in the diet, Mm. So having that butter as an addition to the white rice is something that is a tremendous health boon in the poorest areas of the world. And not only vitamin A, butter is a very rich source of vitamin D and of vitamin E. And we know more and more how important vitamin D is in a huge variety of ways, not just in building strong bones, which we've known for a long time, but also in helping the immune system and um, in a great many other ways that help us age gracefully and happily. So butter is a fabulous source of the fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin D, and vitamin E. A single one-ounce serving of butter will give us over a thousand milligrams of carotenes, And some of the vitamin A in butter is actually Um, vitamin A, but most of it is carotenes, and we can actually see this. I made some goat butter today, because I knew I was going to be talking about butter tonight, and I wanted to have my hands in it before I talked about it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, I was actually making cheese. Uh. Our refrigerator only holds excuse me, six gallons of milk and my cheese pot only holds five gallons of milk so we're kind of pushed to make cheese and I add whey from the previous batch cheese which acts as a culture for my cheese and so the whey sits in between times of my making cheese which can be at this point in the year 36 to 48 hours Hmm. and this gives Enough time for the fat in the milk to rise to the top of the whey. And also because the whey is more watery than the milk, because we've taken the solids out of it, it's easier for the fat to rise in the whey than it is in the milk. It's very hard to get the fat out of the goat milk, but much easier to get it out of the whey. Mm-hmm. So I just used a little ladle and I skimmed off the cream from the whey before I out of the way to my cheese that I was making and I put it in my blender and I pushed high and I kind of you know I was in the kitchen with it but I, you don't have to stand there while your blender is churning your cream into butter if it had been like winter cream it would have really turned into like solid little lumps of butter in there but because the outside temperature is still warm it got kind of like um, whipped to butter. Hmm. And at that point I turned the blender off and I turned it into a a colander. And as the butter milk, or in this case the butter whey, dripped out, I helped it along by massaging it very gently with my hands. Because, again, since it was very soft cheese, even the heat from my fingertips melted
1: Hmm.
3: What else is in there, of course, this goat's milk butter <clears throat> contains contains vitamin A and vitamin D and vitamin E. But what it doesn't contain is any carotenes at all.
1: Okay.
3: How can we tell whether or not there are carotenes in butter? Well, we know that carotenes are coloring matter. The carotenes make tomatoes red and sweet potatoes orange and... phase. Yeah, the kale green. So when the cow eats green plants, which are loaded with carotenes, the cow does a pretty poor job of converting those carotenes into vitamin A. So the cow's milk has many more carotenes in it than vitamin A and the butter, although it's a good source of vitamin A, vitamin A is an even better source of the carotenes. Hmm. I have long been of the opinion that we're missing the mark when we talk about the vitamins as goals, they are processes. So we need to look at the process, not the goal. And the process is that the body takes carotenes and converts them into vitamin A. And I believe that it is the process of the conversion of the carotenes into vitamin A in the body that confers the health benefits, not the product. And that's why when we take supplements, which is the product, we take the product, we don't get the process, and so we don't get the health benefit from taking vitamin supplements that we do, from eating foods that contain the raw materials that our bodies make those vitamins out of. Remembering that vitamins are cooperative groups of enzymes. Mm -hmm. Produced by stress so when an organism plant or animal is stressed we tend to produce in these enzymes these cooperative groups of enzymes called vitamins the goat is a superb converter of carotenes. the goat converts every bit of carotene in the food that it eats into vitamin A and thus goat's milk is chalky white and goat's Milk butter is also white. It's even richer than cow's milk butter in vitamin A, but it doesn't have the carotenes, which is why, in addition to the goat's butter that I make, I also buy cow's butter. I eat a lot of cooked greens, so I get carotenes directly and a lot of, you know, brightly colored produce, but I like getting it through the butter. I think of cow and the goat or any milk-producing animal as being Kind of like the the goddess of herbalism. It's like they take plants and they turn them into the first herbal medicine, which is called milk.
1: Hmm.
3: And then we right. can take right, and then we can say because milk is the essence of those plants.
2: Milk is what and the first thing you know. That's what babies are fed. You know, from you know right. they go from the womb and they go to the mother and then they drink milk. You know, and they feed. So it's the first. Food, it's the first medicine.
3: Yes, first food, it's the first medicine. And it really is herbal medicine because that milk animal has taken the medicinal plants, the herbaceous plants, and turned them into this food for us. And we we have learned to skim off that cream and to churn that cream and to turn that into butter. And you think about how many cultures... The creation myth has to do with turning. And the and the division between the butter and the and the butter way, the buttermilk. Right? The division between heaven and earth. So butter, you know, it's in a way it's like ordinary thing for us and yet it's this a very amazing esoteric spiritual thing. Now, butter itself isn't as far as you can go. You can go one step further. And to um, someone who's in, involved with haute cuisine, we would be uh, using clarified butter. And to uh, someone who cooks in Indian style, we'd be using ghee. Mm-hmm. Uh, the butter that I made, that ball of white goat fat butter that I made, still has some milk solids in it, and that's why it's solid. Mm -hmm. That's why I could form it into a ball. That's why I could make a solid of it. Granted, I couldn't form it very well because it's very soft, but Mm -hmm. I I could gently heat that, and as I heated it, if you've ever heated butter you see the milk solids rise to the top. Actually, there's milk solids and milk proteins. And the milk solids rise to the top, and they can be skimmed off. And then the ghee, or the clarified butter, is poured off, leaving behind any protein solids, which are kind of a sediment at the bottom. And butter itself lasts fairly well, although in a hot climate it's going to melt. But it is actually considered a preserved food and stays good, retains all of its vitamin content at room temperature for up to a year. Wow. So, again, when we put ourselves into a situation where food might be scarce or might be scarce for certain parts of the year, we begin to see the enormous value of having butter and or ghee so that we can preserve those antioxidant vitamins and have that as part of our daily diet. And the fat, of course, although the minerals aren't fat-soluble, they need fat in the digestive system at the same time in order to be well-digested. And they need both fats and acids, the minerals, to be well-digested. So having that fat also helps us to pick up minerals from the other foods that we're eating. So that's the, wow, isn't that great? Hey, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, fantastic. But what else is fat-soluble? Chemicals. Not all of them. They're water soluble chemicals and they're fat soluble chemicals and the fat soluble chemicals sometimes can be herbicides or pesticides used in farming and if a milk producing animal eats a plant that has been sprayed with pesticide or has been has grown from land with a fat soluble herbicide, those things tend to stay around and they tend to be in the plants that the animal eats and then once those fat soluble compounds have been ingested, it's very difficult for us to get them out of our body. In fact, there's only a few ways that a mammal can get these persistent organic pollutants pops out of their body and that is to ejaculate to ovulate to lactate or to cry so the cow is lactating and those fat soluble chemicals are going to be in the, the butter so gotta this give the
2: cow a very bad boyfriend <laughs> sorry <laughs> This is a
3: place really so, pays.
2: Throw of cries, and does all kinds of horrible
1: things.
3: <laughs> really, but, really pays to get organic.
1: <laughs>
3: the organic butter, you know, it's so much more expensive than the other butter, but that's the place where you're really going to save your health. Is to get that now. In as a somewhat interesting sideline, You know, we have been kind of instructed by the the food pundits to eat less butter and to uh, have you know skim milk or no fat dairy. Right. And many years ago, over twenty years ago, a dairy scientist said to me, (laughs) "Yeah, but if you have you know no fat or low fat dairy, you can't pick up really digest and pick up the minerals from that, so it's useless to even drink it." So I would always kind of of that but I didn't realize what was going on until I started reading about a, a new diet created by some a Harvard MDs for fertility and to really crudely and roughly paraphrase what they're saying more fat in the diet more fertility but not too much protein mm. so skim milk is the opposite right? It's low-fat, high-protein, and worse yet, the authors of this book went on to say skim milk and low-fat milk have powdered milk added to it to give it a better mouthfeel, Uh, which makes it even higher in protein.
2: Why didn't it mess everything? everything?
3: Right. (laughs) So upset. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know. Is this is even allowed? Well, of course it is. It's milk. So it doesn't even need to be listed as an ingredient. But, you know, Sally Fallon and the Weston Price Foundation, these are the kinds of things that they are really against, are these kind of dehydrated proteins. And they say that they really uh, mess up things in our bodies. I know I had a friend once when I was just starting to uh, live on the land. And he was he was like... Old MacDonald to me, he had everything. He had cows and sheep and goats and horses and ducks and chickens and geese and bees and you know it, he mm. had a real farm and it was so great. And uh, like most farmers, of course, he couldn't make a living from his farm, so he worked at the local. Powdered Milk Factory. Mm. Now, at this point, I was reading one of the few women who were writing about health and nutrition. And that was Adele Davis. Let's eat right to get fit. Let's eat right to have healthy children. Let's eat right to be healthy. Wonderful books. However, she did have some hobby horses, and one of them was powdered milk. And she felt that powdered milk should be added to everything, including milk.
1: Hmm.
3: when I learned that my friend worked at the powdered milk factory, because we met through, like, farming channels, right? And it took me a while to figure out that he actually had a job and what his job was. And, right. And uh, so I said to him, oh, ah, you can get powdered milk. Oh, 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 oh. Could you, like, get, you know, like 100 pounds of powdered milk for me? And he looked at me and he said, Susan, I can get you as much powdered milk as you wanted, he says. As a matter of fact, you know, there are there's stuff that's swept up off the floors that I could bring home and feed to the animals. He said, but I wouldn't feed it to any animal in my care. He said, have you ever been in a hunting cabin where there's been food left, you know, from like one hunting season to the next, and there's a box of powdered milk there? I said, well, yeah, I have been in, you know, places that aren't used on a regular basis. Or that they're used regularly, but there's long times in between their use. And seen powdered milk there, he said. Have you noticed that even the mice don't eat it? He says the mice won't eat it. The cockroaches won't eat it. He looked at me and he smiled and he said, "Are you as smart as a cockroach?" <laughs> And I have to tell you, that was the last time that I ever knowingly ingested powdered milk. (laughs) My
2: mom tried to push it for a while, I think just for money reasons, because they were struggling, and my father was a construction worker, and uh, so she would buy this powder. It was the most awful-tasting, just, oh, it was horrible. It it tasted like if you took tin and plastic and combined them and, that's what it's supposed to taste like. I think it was something like that with a little bit of a rotten, I don't know, it was horrible. I didn't like it at all. That
3: was the powdered milk that you were served. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
2: basically that. that's what I was saying. Was, I that's just terrible. It
3: was terrible. Terrible. Oh. <laughs> uh. So uh, I'm so surprised to turn and look and see that uh, our time is almost gone.
2: hmm We've got about three minutes left.
3: We've got about three minutes. So uh, let me use some of that time to invite people to um, come on over and visit me at SusanWeed.com. You'll find a wonderful... Uh, amazing website built by my daughter. There's over 5,000 pages of free information, plus archived e-zines, photographs, recipes for making things with wild plants. And, of course, that's all ongoing. There's a an e-zine that comes out every 7 to 10 days, um, lots of new information, tele-seminars, all kinds of fun things. My books, I have five books out, and you can find those at my Wise Woman. Bookshop.com. So come on over to wisewomanbookshop.com and you'll not only find my five books, but you'll also find information about my classes, about my correspondence courses, and about where I'm going to be teaching. Let's see. I am made my plane reservations to go down to the Southeast Women's Herbal Conference and teach down there. I think that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I hope to see you all down there and then I'll be heading in the opposite direction I'll be heading north up to Toronto for the Ontario Naturopathic Doctors Convention in November and uh, then I'll be down in Costa Rica doing some work with the uh, wonderful uh, plants down in Costa Rica in December. And then in February, <clears throat> I will continue my uh, southern explorations, and I'll be teaching at the uh, Florida School of uh, Natural Healing. And again, you can find out information about all of these things at my website, susanweed.com, or by going to the com. And I want to thank you once again Daniel Michael for all you are doing for all of us by uh, providing your own uh, very interesting and by uh, supporting other interesting voices like mine
2: oh absolutely man I want to thank and I want to say again um we were talking about Butter I want to make sure that everyone knows That um, this is Susan Weed On the Major Universe Radio Network And have a good evening
3: Yeah and I think it Should continue with it, Don't you Yes Yeah
2: So next week part two of Butter Next week
0: I think butter we'll do all. Okay. okay Okay Thank you best. again No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh, oh, oh! O'Reilly Auto Parts.